Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 524. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Steve McQueen Car Show and talking with sponsors of this spectacular event that takes place on June 4th at the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. You can learn more about this event at www.stevemcqueencarshow.com. And I think as any entrepreneur, any business owner, you need to really believe in what you're doing and, and believe in yourself. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Daryl Redland. Daryl, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely, I am. All right. And I understand you're actually calling from the car, so I hope you're buckled up. Yeah, I'm buckled up. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> Daryl Redlin is the president and CEO of Fixie Wheels in Langley, British Columbia. There they design and manufacture championship-winning race wheels for the track and street use using lightweight components resulting in superior strength and stiffness. They supply teams in the Grand American Rolex car, Sports Car Series, the Coney Challenge, American Le Mans, FIA Sports Car Series, and many others around the world. Daryl's raced in Formula Ford Championships, and he also owns Kodiak Aerospace, which we'll learn a little bit more about. Fixie is a proud sponsor of the Steve McQueen Car Show that takes place on June 4th, benefiting the Boys Republic in Chino Hills, California. Daryl, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a moment to share a little bit more about your businesses and your passion for automobiles? Uh, sure, Mark. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to spend with us today. You're welcome. Um, I came to uh, the car business kind of through the racing side of life. Uh, a little bit later, I was actually graduated and uh, 19 years of age and working and wondering what I wanted to do. And uh, on my mother's side of the family, my uncles all raced, NASCAR and TASCAR, actually. And I didn't really uh, find too much appeal to that side of the sport. But I thought, you know, I'm going to take a driving course. And I went up to the old Westwood uh, Motorsport facility and Burnaby, British Columbia, and took a four-day uh, advanced course and just basically fell in love with motorsports. Pretty much from that day on, I was just committed my whole life to it. Started racing Formula Fords that year, actually, and kept racing the next couple of years. Had a few smashes and things like that and realized, wow, this is actually a fairly expensive sport. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and decided <laughs> and decided to uh, 
work for teams and learn and kind of really immerse myself in what really went on as far as the design and the way cars handle and, and why they do what they do and kind of the engineering side of life and kind of one thing, you know, went to another as organically it can happen. I started selling parts to try to feed the racing habit, so yep. to speak. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a few years in, I decided, you know, um, maybe it was time to try my hand at building a car. So I actually went and embarked on that uh, arduous process. And I'll tell anybody that's out there that's thinking about building a, a race car from scratch, it is a lot of work. Oh, yes. But part of that was the fact that we had to make a lot of pieces. And that really fed into the other side of my life that I really enjoy, which is manufacturing and, and machining and designing and building and tooling and things like that. And uh, in, in making the car, we needed to make a set of wheels. And I had a lot of enjoyment out of the wheels. And going to the track, a lot of people commented on the wheels. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. You know, I was trying to sell the cars, but people were interested in the wheels. And sure. that's what sort of led me down the path to get into the wheel business. And, you know, one thing led to another. And as the years went off, we stopped selling parts and invested more in equipment and infrastructure to build more wheels. And I'm a bit of a purist at heart. So as I'm looking at, you know, building wheels, I'm trying to find, you know, how can I build the best wheel? What's the best technology? you know, that type of process uh, in my head. And just kind of one thing led to another. And and then we had the opportunity uh, uh, late 2009, 2010 to uh, uh, acquire the the Fixie brand. And, you know, those products were well-engineered and and well-designed and well-respected in the industry. And it was a a natural progression for me and and, and a great opportunity, in fact, to, to acquire that. And so we did. And we've just been marching on to the drum, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it's a really wonderful story. You talk about entrepreneurs who take pivots in their career path, and you've taken some very interesting pivots from racing to engineering to manufacturing, now specializing in wheels and understand. Also, you have an aerospace division of your business, right? Yes. In, uh, in 2006, I was, you know, sitting at my desk and saying to myself, well, you know, we're we're heavily into automotive, and you know, if I want to protect my business and diversify and do something a little bit different, what would be something that I'd be interested in? And and you know, aviation like automotive has a lot of engineering and a lot of kind of very high level stuff in it, and and it really appealed to me. And I thought, you know, what what would it take to actually get into this industry? And you know, made a few phone calls and talked to some people and uh, invested a you know seven or eight hundred thousand dollars in a machine a new machine tool and and we actually started making uh production parts for actually the triple seven program wow and we ran uh interior cabin component parts for six or seven years it was a very interesting uh time actually because it taught us how to do production Mm -hmm. and you know making the same part over and over and over again to a very high standard is actually more difficult than it sounds Mm -hmm. you know managing your supply chain and 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 all of your your customers and your uh, vendors and your staff. And I mean, there's a lot that goes into it to make sure. And when you're dealing with a company like Boeing, you know, being late doesn't count. So no, not you have at all. to be on time, on quality, et cetera. And the other thing that it really led us to is the fact that the quality systems that you need to have in your business, we adopted also into our automotive. So it's made us a much better manufacturing company internally right um so it was a good they they, they really kind of uh, uh complement each other but it's been it's been a long road that's there's no doubt about it really really interesting story fantastic story and you're just north of me here i'm in gig harbor washington you're my neighbors to the north so kind of fun to be talking to somebody who's so close since i talk to people from all over the world most days howdy neighbor 
as we say. <laughs> and as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your career, your life, your success. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, I know you love to drive and race, Daryl, so take the wheel. Well, you know, I can sum it up in one word, actually, and it's believe. Mm. Uh, I actually had someone give me a, a card many, many, many years ago, and I still have it in my office. I pin it to the wall. And it's just, it was a very simple thing, believe. And I think as any entrepreneur, any business owner, you need to really believe in what you're doing and, and believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to hit bumpy roads. Um, you're going to hit things that work. You're going to hit things that don't work. But you've got to believe. And often I'll look at that and I'll just go, you know what? I've, I've made a decision. I just need to believe that it's correct. That doesn't mean that you're crazy and, and just go down a path that, that you're not learning from. But, but for me, I, I've really taken that to heart, that you've got to believe in what you're doing uh, and believe that you're doing the best that you can do. Uh, and, and I live by it daily. I love that. Believe. Very simple, very poignant, very direct, and very appropriate for us entrepreneurs because some days you wake up and you think, what am I doing? It would be so much easier to just go work somewhere and clock in, clock out, but that's not the way we're made. So uh, believe. I love it. That's awesome. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? You grew up in a racing family, so I think you were probably born with a little motor oil in in your veins. But is there a pivotal <laughs> moment when you knew that you were a car guy? I know you talked about going to that racing school and saying, this is what I want to do. But was there something that hit you earlier? Well, I'm not really sure if it hit me. I, I was I was interested in I mean, I've always follow, followed Formula One and, and you know, touring car racing and, and such like that on television. Always Indy 500, you know, you always kind of have those dreams. Yep. But I think for me, it was really, uh, I mean, I, I think back now is, you know, 30 plus years ago, but. There was a turn at uh, Westwood called the Carousel, and and I just remember driving, you know, that BMW through that carousel and thinking, "Holy cow, this is what I want to do with my life." <laughs> and it was, you know, if anybody's raced out there, they know you, you either love it or you hate it. And it was just in those four days, it just cemented it so deep in me. I just felt that it was where I was meant to be. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I've had a lot of racers as guests here on Cars. Yeah, and of course. Uh... The day we're recording this is Memorial Day here in the United States, mm-hmm. the day after the Indy 500. And you know, we had a, a rookie win yesterday. Right. I mean, who would have thought? I think even he was in shock when he sat in that Absolutely. car in victory lane. He, yeah, I watched him just sit there kind of almost in tears. Just He was probably going, how did I get here? How did this happen? Yeah. So uh, pretty spectacular. Racing is so much fun. So, Daryl, what I would love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood, get our hands a little dirty, certainly something you're not afraid of doing. And ask you to share a huge challenge, or even better, a big failure that you've faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this is how did you overcome it? How did you power through it? And what did it teach you? Well, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a hard question to answer as an entrepreneur because, you know, if you're a true entrepreneur, you, you accept failure as a learning experience. So, you know, was it really a failure or was it an opportunity to learn a lesson that you needed to become more successful later on down the line? And that's really the way I look at a lot of the things that have gone wrong in my business career. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really look at them going, oh, man, I never should have made that, you know, decision. It's more I made a decision and it didn't work out the way I thought, you know, what should I have done different? You know, some of the biggest things in my life have been something as similar as, you know, acquiring Fixie. I mean, you know, I'm in Canada, it's in the United States. So acquiring a U.S. based company, moving it to Canada, resetting it back up. um, That was one major uh, process. Um, The other one is simply 
actually running Kodiak Aerospace. I mean, starting an aerospace company from scratch, um, getting it to the point where uh, we have, you know, the AS9100 RevC uh, quality standard, which is a very high-level quality standard. It took us over two years to implement that uh, quality system. Um, We are a fairly small shop to have that type of quality in place, uh, integrating full ERP and paperless uh, manufacturing. These have all been huge challenges and uh, ones that you just need to kind of go through. And again, I, I, I fall back on my belief. You know, the reason why we've done it is because we believe we need to be the best and we believe that these systems make us the best. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, really those have been the biggest challenges actually is just staying on track. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially when it comes to business or government regulations. I mean, you just have to take a one step or one turn at the time, like the racetrack learn every nuance and then get to the next corner and then learn that one in the next corner. And every once in a while you slide off track and hit a wall and bend a rim right. or a suspension part and you go, okay, what did I do wrong there? Well, let's fix it. So kudos to you and your team. Yeah. I was going to say the other, the other major, uh, you know, obviously challenge in my life has been, you know, raising a family and, and a couple of kids, you know, while you're trying to be an entrepreneur. Oh yeah. Uh, it's very difficult. There was many years there where it's seven you know, days a week, 14, 15, 16 hours a day. And, People often say, oh, you know, entrepreneurs don't really work that. Well, I can assure you they certainly do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who says that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it takes a lot out. You know, my, my wife actually took my kids to Disneyland because, uh, you know, I couldn't leave work. And, you know, those types of things, I think they're sacrifices that entrepreneurs make sometimes. And, yes. you know, you look back later on, you know, was it a good decision or a bad decision? And then, you know, knock on wood so far, I think most of the decisions I've made in regards to, you know, family life and business life have been have been good. Right. And uh, I've been blessed with two great kids and a, and a, and a great wife. And and uh, my son now has uh, taken up the racing bug. He's raced go-karts since the age of seven, and now he's just moved into touring car racing. He did his first race last weekend at uh, Mosport. And oh, wow. Congratulations to him. Yeah, another generation there about to start. So that's kind of now my next phase of my life is learning to live with a son that's racing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've had a, a couple of father-son racing duos here on on this show. The line dykes come to uh, mind, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I can give you their numbers. You can call and see how they work their way through it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course, you had yeah, Bobby Ray on and his son Graham at the Indy 500 this weekend, same thing. So uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, the entrepreneurial workload is heavy. You and I were talking yesterday. It was Sunday. We were both working. Here it is a Monday, a holiday. Most people are taking the day off here in the u.s uh nope we're working so uh yeah but we're having fun so that's what matters most well let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum i'd love for you to share a story where you had one of those career aha moments i like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for this new direction this new idea you talked about moving into aerospace maybe that was yours but tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into a success well the the biggest aha moment uh again actually sometimes comes from, you know, a failure point. And for me, it was, you know, a number of years back when I, I actually expanded the company too fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you think, oh, we got to grow, we got to grow, we got to grow. And and we were expanding and our facility at the time was too small. And, and instead of growing, you know, in a step, we, we took a big leap. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember one day actually sitting in my, you know, office on the second story, overlooking the plant floor and, and saying to myself, what have I got myself into here? This is crazy. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, it's going to take me three or four years to grow into this space. What are you doing, you yeah. dummy? And it kind of dawned on me right there, almost like a light switch that, okay, it's not about, you know, just growing fast. It's a, it's about growing 
right, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I, I actually, we switched gears right at that point. We downsized a lot. We actually automated instead of just, buy, you know, getting more uh, staff. And, and we invested heavily in automation. And and, uh, and it was all coinciding with our aerospace development as well. So to me, that was kind of really a big aha moment and that and that you can very easily as, as an entrepreneur overextend yourself. Oh yes. And if you do that, you're you're asking for trouble to the point where you may have overextended yourself so far that you can't come back. Right. And right. so now I, I each decision I make I, to some extent maybe uh entrepreneurs overreact when that happens. But for me now I'm very calculated. I, I move slow, you know, we grow slower. Uh you know, we we've been growing at around about ten to fifteen percent per year for the last number of years. Nice. We could grow faster, but I've purposely held us back. It's a managed growth strategy at that point, keeps us comfortable and, and I think keeps us secure and, and it's a much less stressful environment in the plant. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and I think uh, the work environment is better. Well, wonderful lesson you learned there. And how many times have we heard of even huge, huge companies growing too fast, overextending themselves and collapsing? And you're right. It's the slow, steady pace. You know, this entrepreneurship journey we're on this business journey is really a marathon not a sprint and usually sprinters when they sprint do really well in the short term but in the long term they run out of gas so and usually it's capital is what they run out of so right oh absolutely yeah 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 you can spend money in a business real easy it's it's the same adage you know how do you make a small fortune in motor racing (laughs) yes you start with a large one (laughs) And 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 the same is is holds true with your business. If you have a lot of capital to start with, I I almost think that uh, sometimes it's better for long term companies to actually start at the bottom. Uh, it teaches a much more resilient business mind. Yes. Uh, in my opinion, anyways. And you know, if you just have a big pile of money, you can spend it. You know, sometimes you don't make the best decisions because you don't need to worry about the money. But yep. when every dollar that you're earning, you got to account for. We have actually shareholders as well. We have an AGM every year and such. So, you know, there's people that we have to respond to and, yeah. and uh, have a return on that investment. And Absolutely. Keeps you a little bit uh, more focused on the path. Let's talk about uh, proudest career moments. I would assume you've had many. You've had some really nice successes, of course, some challenges, but you're doing so great. Is there a proudest moment in your career that stands out that you would share with us? Um, I'm not sure if proudest moment like singular moment is really there i i feel that we've we've done a good job when we do work for companies like chrysler or ford or uh honda we're working with them now um in the past we've been asked to develop actually special uh projects work for them mm-hmm. you know it's all quiet kind of hush hush kind of stuff but you know when you get a phone call from a company like that and they say you know we'd like to lean on you for some engineering uh and some development work of a special product you kind of think boy you know i I must be doing something right. Right, yeah. Those often, you know, make me feel pretty good. On our aerospace side, we've actually done some specialty work for Boeing on the 787 project, which was kind of really cool. And actually, one of them was a wheel. We actually developed a special test rig for their for their wheels for the car or for the plane. And, oh, wow. And, you know, asked to do that. There was a lot of people that uh, were asked that couldn't do it, and we were able to do it. So those types of moments like that, I, I you know, kind of, I'm not going to say pat myself on the back, but I, I look at our crew and I say, you know, we're doing the job right. You know, the fact that we are also controlled goods certified so we can do, you know, work for the uh, the military and things mm-hmm. like that. I, I just think it, um, to me, it just means like we're doing our job right. Yes. And we're moving forward on the right path. Absolutely. Congratulations. That's absolutely spectacular. Well, let's have a little fun here and talk about your first really special car. Maybe you could share a 
memory you have with that vehicle. <laughs> wow, this well, this is going to probably shock everybody here, but actually, some of the funnest memories I have is in an old 1969 Toyota Corolla. Oh yeah, you know, it was one of the first <laughs> first cars I ever had, little yeah. three speed automatic. And you know, when you're in high school and you get your license, and you have a lot of fun in those years, and and that little car, holy cow, man, uh, it, it was it was a blast to have. We'd all pile in there, little four door, and. Uh, many times I spun that car out with everybody inside. And it was <laughs> it was it was a blast. I've had other vehicles, you know, since. But when I think back, uh, that was one of the funnest cars we have. Now, would I go buy another one today? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> but thinking back, you know, fond memories of cars. That's certainly one of them. Uh, I actually worked in the car business for a number of years, about five years with Mazda. And and when you do that, cars kind of change for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't look at them so much now as you know, oh, I need to have that or I have to have that type of car. I, I'm more uh, at awe in the fact that there's so many brands out there that are building such good cars now. It's, it's amazing, you know, compared to what it was 20 or 30 years ago. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just uh, even Ferrari is a reliable car now, dare I say. I mean, I don't mean to disrespect yeah. the brain, of course, but it wasn't that long ago. You would never think of a Ferrari as a daily driver because you just wouldn't do it. it. You wouldn't be reliable at all. But yeah, very spectacular the what cars are doing today. And it's it's almost a shame because you just drive them, you don't even think about them. It's, yeah. uh, some yeah. of them don't even have dipsticks anymore to check the oil. So Yes, yes, Max. Yeah, it's amazing. We were actually at the race weekend. They were running a GT4 uh, uh, club sport uh, last weekend there at Sport, And we had to check the oil. And then there's actually a sonar device that checks the oil on the laptop. You have to run it for 120 seconds and check the oil level. <laughs> I know. It was like, what? Isn't that crazy? You know, uh, yeah. It's, it, was, it was crazy, actually. I thought, can't you just put a dipstick in there? We can yeah. check the oil. But, yeah. but the car is so sensitive. Yeah, it's so sensitive to oil pressure and oil uh, volume that uh, it has to be checked that way. So sure. it does lend itself to the to show the technology advancements in the cars as well. Oh, yeah. Just is spectacular. Really, we're living in some really special times. Well, how about a car you let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Is there one you can think of? You know, not really, actually. I've, I've owned a number of cars, but to me, you know, cars and like my daily driver actually is a Toyota Tundra pickup truck. I, I quite enjoy the truck. I've, I've got over 300,000 uh, kilometers on it. Wow. Great. Um, I've, I've thought about getting new ones since, but you know, it fits me, you know, yeah. it's a comfortable mm-hmm. truck to drive. It's super reliable. So I'm, I'm kind of content with it. So I'm keeping it. And I, I'm going to actually try to do a, try to hit a million on it if I can. But Hey, there you go. There's a goal. Sure. Now I've driven the same daily yeah. driver for the last 10 years uh, BMW M3, and I kind of look at it and go, why would I get anything different? It's just, it does everything really well. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. might yeah. as well be smart uh, and just hang on to it. Well, let's talk a little bit about today. Current projects have you really excited and fired up. I'd love for you to touch a little bit on uh, why you guys are involved with the Steve McQueen Car Show that's coming up. Uh, in mm-hmm. this case, this show's airing tomorrow, June 4th. Right. And I also uh, noticed, I was going to mention it earlier, you make the wheels for uh, Peter Brock's Daytona Coupe as well, which is pretty yes. cool. So, uh, yeah, what are you doing today that has you really excited and fired up? Well, what we've been doing the last uh, couple of years, actually, more and more, is, is, is specialty one-off wheels and uh, one-off sets of wheels for, for companies, actually. And uh, it's, it's quite unique. Right, right now, we have a, a set in, in-house that we're developing for a construction company, actually. And, and believe it or not, the, the wheel is, we call it the hammer wheel, but... Uh, Basically, the the wheel is made out of hammers. Out of hammers? Yeah, the spokes are hammers, and, <laughs> and it looks basically like it would be on a construction site. And the engineering involved is quite elaborate, and the modeling involved is quite elaborate. And those are the types of things that kind of get me really fired up, as doing something different, trying to see a challenge and go from there. And we've, we've done a number of these, and we're doing more and more of them. 
seems like as you know you build a set and then more companies saying go hey i'd like a set like that and they contact you and they're actually uh, small labors of love they're quite expensive sets but they're a blast to do and, yeah. and we've been doing more and more of that so we have a couple of those sets in-house right now as far as project stuff you know this year we've been working with honda Uh, Honda Alabama and developing the wheel package for their Honda Accord and that's great because now you're working directly with factory and and it's nice to see your product going on cars like that oh yeah Um, for us our our approach has been a little bit different in the company as as we see more of the mainstream brands coming out with nicer uh, nicer and nicer cars and the Honda Accord is is a prime example that car is uh, redesigned it's it's a very fast car it's very good handling car mm-hmm. it's kind of like the new generation of, of sports cars you know they're not like they used to be they're coming out new and and we want to be a part of that type of development so those are the types of projects that we're currently working on as awesome. well as you know others still doing pro touring work still doing por- a lot of porsche work and, right. and things like that very yep. cool now how about the steve mcqueen car show you guys are a sponsor of that event why did you get mm-hmm. involved with that event well, I was asked by uh, some friends of mine, you know, if we wanted to get involved. And uh, when I kind of looked into it a little bit more, I, I realized that, uh, you know, what it's about and, and a little bit of personal information on myself. When I was a youngster, um, uh, you know, my parents had divorced. And, you know, to be honest, I was a bit of a wild child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I kind of maybe fell into some of that uh, grouping as, you know, kind of a lost soul, so to speak. My mom did eventually remarry and kind of that father figure kind of got me straightened around. But, mm-hmm. um you know, as as far as helping the young guys, uh, I I think that people in the industry or just people that are out there that have been through it should help and support. And and I, I think it's a good cause. And and if it's doing a great job, then we want to be part of it. Well, it's great that you're part of it. The Boys Republic is an absolutely fantastic organization that have helped. Gosh, hundreds, probably thousands of children. Uh, get on the straight and narrow. Very interesting to me to learn when Chad McQueen was a guest on the show that his father was a wayward kid. I didn't even know that about Steve McQueen back when he was a kid because of his mm-hmm. his parents uh, being a challenge and uh, how the Boys Republic helped him and how he continues this, this day through his foundation and Chad and so many great companies like you support what they're doing. So uh, absolutely right. fantastic. That's great. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Daryl. If you were a car... What kind of car would you be and why? Oh, well, you know, I, I think I'm going to come back to my roots. and I, I'd probably be, you know, a formula car, actually. Nice. <laughs> Just because it's more stripped down, purpose built, get the job done. Mm-hmm. Uh, no frills, but performance. And that's kind of the way I look at myself and, and the way I am. For me, if it, if, it, if it doesn't add value to what's going on, I'll give you a prime example. My racing helmet is white. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of people will, <laughs> a lot of people bug me about it. They're like, hey, you should get a paint job on your helmet. And I'm like, does it make me go any faster? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. So I'd rather spend the money on a couple new sets of tires and go testing. There so you go. I, I'm that kind of, you know, I'm that type of personality. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, a formula car is, is really, you know, strap in, hold on, let's go for it. Yep. And uh, that's, that's kind of me, I think. Yeah, awesome. Great answer. I love it. So, Daryl, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available and they're made in the USA. 
But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Daryl, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, it's uh, along the idea of a throttle. It's uh, if you're going to go off, point where you want to go and floor it. <laughs> and, and I've and I've actually used that a numerous times on the racetrack, and I've actually used it a few times in my business life. Um, <laughs> you know, if if there's there's no point panicking, you know, just point where you want to go and push it to the floor. I love it. How about a personal habit that you believe has helped contribute to your success? I think every uh, entrepreneur has to have a bit of stubbornness in them and, and, a, and a strong sense of commitment. And I think that's really, you know, for me, it's high ethical standard and, and just a commitment to do what's right. That's helped me a lot in my business. Perfect. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners you think they would really enjoy? You know, it, it's an old uh, series, but the original Carol Smith books. Oh, yeah, yeah. I encourage people to read those. I actually reread them every year or two. It's so much information in those books. It's crazy. You know, the guy was, you know, a genius as far as a lot of things go. And I think people think that the old timers kind of, you know, they're old. They don't know anymore. But, you know, a lot of of what they say is still valuable today and, and still holds true today. And, and, you know, if you read their whole series, Prepare to Win, Tune to Win, Drive to Win, you know, they're just great books. Yeah. And uh, from an automotive perspective, I think everybody should read them. And as far as uh, books, is there a, a more current book that you've read, maybe a business book, a motivational book, or it could be a car book that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, I just actually finished reading, uh, you know, Porsche History, and that, and that was kind of a very interesting, uh, you know, book. Um, but I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that would be, you know, something like, you know, inspiring for anyone at this point. Yeah. So much of the stuff is uh, on the internet now, and I, I do a lot of uh, reading on the internet and such, and you know, a lot of um, follow of sites and, and things sure. like that. So sure. it's it's uh, a little bit more rare for me to actually sit down and actually read a paperback uh, yep. book anymore. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find links to all these great resources Daryl has shared with us at CarsYad.com on his very own show notes page. Just type Daryl, D-A-R-Y-L-E, Redlin, R-E-D-L-I-N, in the search bar, and that page will pop up with all these great links, including links to Fixie Wheels and Daryl's business. 
And there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website called Guest Recommended Books where this book and all the past 500, wow, a lot of people I've talked to, 523 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. All right, we are up to the checkered flag, something I know you're familiar with. This last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car or collector race car I'll include in your garage, but money's no object. Today, I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. What would that vehicle be, and more importantly, why? Well, that's a really, I mean, man, it's a hard question. For <laughs> I me, know. I think it would, be a, it would be a tie between a F40 or a 930 flat nose. Ooh, I, okay. I just, those, those two cars, I just love those two cars. I'm going to have to have you narrow it down to one, because everybody here in cars, yeah, only gets to pick one, so... Yeah, I think I'd pick the 930 then, just because I can drive it on the street as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the F40 <laughs> is a street car, but it's a little bit of a handful, that's for sure. So, uh, well, you can't actually drive those in Canada. Oh, you can't. Okay, well, you you know what? No. You can keep it in my garage, come down here, and yeah, okay, drive yeah. it anytime you want. You're not, we're not that far <laughs> sure. apart, so I'd be happy to do that. I'll keep it waxed and clean for you as well, but... Yeah, the 930, I've got a 930 in my garage. Uh, wonderful cars, beautiful cars, really mm-hmm. fun to drive. They'll do just about everything. So, but Do you have a, right. a particular color so I get you the right one? Black. Black, okay. All right. Yeah. You're a glutton for punishment when it comes to taking care of your vehicles. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, black, you know, and, and, and ready to do the business. That's that's the way I kind of look at that car. It's 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 an awesome car. Ready to do the business. I like it. Well, Daryl, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would. I've really enjoyed learning more about you and your business. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 930 Porsche slant nose? Yeah, I think uh, if I was to leave, you know, everyone with something, is, is be passionate. You know, uh, believe in yourself and treat others as you would have them treat or as you'd treat them. You know, I I, I think life is, is actually an easy road when you just give people um, – the time of day and for me that's what i've always tried to do and and it's, it's worked out well for me and yeah that's what i put out there well absolutely and i'm very grateful then the listeners are too that you've given us some of your time today we really appreciate it what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and fixie wheels uh just uh log on uh, either on uh, you know the website at uh, com, f-i-k-s-e.com or you can check us on our Facebook page. You know, we're on we're on all of them, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, Facebook or, or direct or give us a call. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything Daryl shared today, again, on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just type Daryl in the search bar and that'll pop up. And don't forget to check out the Steve McQueen Car Show at www.stevemcqueencarshow.com. It's this weekend, Saturday, June 4th. Spectacular event. Well worth your time if you're in the Los Angeles area, or if you can't make it, check out their website. You can go there and help support them and the positive things they're doing with the Boys Republic. Daryl, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!